Welcome to the World of Ella, an actual play tabletop podcast. There is nothing more deceptive than an obvious fact. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hello, everyone. Uh, we're going to be doing something a bit different today. For the first time in World of Ella history, Derek is going to be a player in this episode, and I will be taking over temporarily uh, as one running the game. Now, while the story today is taking place at the same time as our adventures in the Druids College, it's entirely separate. So Derek, Asia, and Sam will be attempting to solve a murder mystery. I'd wish them luck, but unfortunately it would be of no use to them. Their only hope of coming out on top today is through their wit and their will. Let's begin. Spherus is a floating continent in the world of Vala, sitting high above the barren wastes of Icarus's desert. The city of Sonus strikes a sharp contrast against the vast sand dunes below. Giant golden gates mark the entrance to the city with its lush gardens and immaculate estates. The Valeno family's mansion is similar in many ways to the others in the city. Beautiful brickwork adorned in plaster and marble, high domed ceilings, and a staff of servants to keep the place running like clockwork. But what truly sets it apart is a corpse lying in the wine cellar turned into a temporary morgue. This is the body of Antonio Valeno, the eldest son of the Valeno family. With the rising political turmoil in the city, the Valenos cannot afford to show any weakness. So until the killer has been found, the news of Antonio's death has been kept a secret. Afraid to tell even the city's guards, Giovanni and Vanessa Valeno have hired specialists to investigate the murder of their son. Everyone please roll initiative to determine the order you arrive. So I got a nine. <laughs> so I got a four. A four. Um, I'm extremely punctual. Perhaps even too punctual, because I got 21. You got 21. Wow, what'd you roll for that? Like a 19? Uh, I got an 18, and then I got uh, I get a press plus three to dex. Wow, okay. So yeah, you're definitely showing up first. Quick uh, break. Derek, how are we doing so far? Was that like a good intro to set us up? Yeah, or? that was a great intro to set us up. Perfect. Yes. Okay. And cutting back. Okay, so uh, Asia, as your character is incredibly punctual, you'll be arriving first. Could you please describe the investigator who comes to the scene first? Yes. Hi. Um, I'm Guy Dodderson, and I'm the detective that the Valeno family has hired. Um, Guy is a human. He has long, straight hair pulled into a low ponytail. Um, it's a weave, but you know. Um, and dark gray, purple eyes are kind of hooded. And he's always kind of looking around, so he often seems pretty scattered. Other than that, he has an easygoing smile and pretty much seems like an easygoing person. He's wearing, he's decked out in typical Kieran gear, a long sleeve kind of men's style tunic with a plunging neckline that goes to just below his chest and it's covered up by um, a scarf. Underneath that is his like leather armor but it's hidden by kind of his looser clothing. He has pants bunched up to the knees. He's about like five, six. And hey, he's just happy to be here. Great. <laughs> so that's a good mystery. <laughs> Headband, cardigan, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So Guy approaches the Valeno mansion and as he starts to pass the initial gates, which have been opened, uh, he sees uh, an array of guards standing in front, complete with armor, holding uh, large lances and helmets covering their faces. And one man uh, with golden armor on his shoulders steps forwards. Hang on that. What's your name and your business for being here? Um, guy, 
I forgot he has a horse. He's still on the horse. He hasn't gotten off of his Riding horse. the horse along. Yeah. Mm. Um, hey, I'm Guy. This is Buddy. Um, I was hired by the family. I'm your detective. Heard you got some mysteries afoot. If by mystery you mean a, a murder, then yes. Uh, I believe you have a, an invitation. Could you please present that to us? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, rummages a little bit and takes out one of the, like, packs on the saddle and presents it. And the guard looks over for a moment. He smiles. Well, like, you know, you do an ID mm. check, you smile, like, hey, it's me. Well, this looks good. Uh, if you could please uh, wait over there for a moment as he gestures to an open area on the lawn. Once all the uh, inspectors are here, we'll bring you all up together. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, and, over. And as Guy makes his way over, we have our second investigator to arrive at the scene. Uh, Derek, could you please describe them? Yes, uh, the second investigator is named Atticus Barros. Um, he comes actually floating down from the sky as he lands without with a bit of a wobble um, as he catches himself producing a staff, uh, sorry, producing a cane to kind of steady himself. Um, Atticus is tall, dark-skinned, moogie slash terror-torn hybrid. He has high cheekbones and gray feline-like eyes. Um, his moogie ears on the top of his head twitch as he moves around, as they move around constantly on the lookout for any potential dangers. Um, instead of fur covering his body, he has small tufted feathers. Um, he's clad in a traditional black suit, just fully black, in uh, respect for a, the death that he is investigating, um, a ruby necklace sits proudly on his chest, radiating power as his wings since, uh, his wings seem to disappear and become incorporeal in front of everyone as he strodes up to the manor. Great. So as Atticus is flying down a bit wobbly, uh, a few guards will rush over uh, and kind of be at the ready while, while you make your landing. And when you do land, uh, the guard that spoke to Guy earlier will walk up to you. Oh, excuse me, yet, sir. Uh, I'm going to need to know why you're here. What's your name? Uh, yes. Uh, my name's Atticus Barros. Uh, I was summoned by the family that stays here in order to investigate a situation that was found a few days ago. Oh, well, you're not the Atticus Barros, are you? You're not the actor? Uh, yes. Uh, I was known for a bit of my theater days. My father is a stronger actor than me, but uh, I, I I built a reputation for myself. Oh my god, that is you really well. I, I was going to say, I saw your portrayal of Captain of the Guard at uh, the Rhyme of Eldwatch. I, I was brought to tears, mate. That was that was beautiful. I, what are you doing here? You know, sometimes uh, when you're working as an actor, sometimes you play various characters. And you become obsessed with this idea of truth. So I tend to pick up uh, little freelance jobs here and there in order to kind of suss out the truth. Something that I fear that eludes me to this day. Okay. Uh, well, you should have an invitation, right? Can we uh, please see that? Yes, of course. You should be around here everywhere. And as he's rummaging through his overcoat, um, he passes by like... Uh, a little flask of alcohol that he keeps on himself, and he uh, finds the invitation. It's a bit wet, but it's here. Uh, and the guard will walk up and kind of gingerly uh, take it, trying to grab a spot that's still dry, and look it over. All right, yeah, it's still check out. Uh, just be careful there, all right? You know, you seem a little, you seem a little off today. 
and he'll hand the invitation back to you. Uh, he takes it. Of course, the the flight was a bit wobbly as he strodes with this cane into the sort of waiting area. Yeah, and as oh, as Atticus moves on, you can see a few guards in the background kind of shake their heads and, and, and give each other concerned looks. Uh, and while they're all focused on him, our final investigator will arrive on the scene. Hi. Um, Karma Camacho, my as a medical examiner, um, she's a 6'8 siren. Um, <laughs> sorry, I thought, the, I thought the heights for the sirens were like, yeah, the women are usually like five to six. The men are like seven at the most. 6'8. Um, a very tall siren. Uh, a 6'8 siren who is currently has a has long black wavy hair and white pearls adorning her face and thick black eyeliner. She grew up in the land of Luloba. She comes from a family of medical professionals and was forced into the field. But her true passion is acting. Um, she's known to um, she's known to method act and is currently wearing a long black leather skirt and a chain shirt, which is just a bunch of jewelry because she's from Lulova and they have a lot of gaudy jewelry. So, um, yes. So after Atticus's uh, startling entry, the guards are on pretty high alert at this point. So they see you pretty early as you make your way up and they, uh, they walk up towards you and uh, you see a guard with the gold shoulders approaching. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, I think I know why you're here, but can I please uh, get your name and your business? Oh, that is excellent. Um, why are any of us here, Golden Shoulders Guard? Um, see, what I'm here for, uh, my true passion to be that I was put on the world of Vala was to act. But unfortunately, my family okay, excuse, me, excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I, we're on very high alert right now. Uh, can, I, can I ask you why you're literally specifically here? Oh, so my family, um, they are. They work with one of the. They're like a family medical examiner. They sent me here because uh, I was forced to be a medical examiner. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna get this backstory out. <laughs> you, you're Kama Kamacho, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, you should have an invitation. Could we please see it? Of course, of course. And then she, <laughs> she kind of makes a flourish, and she reveals a in her like inside pocket like a. Um, the invitation she hands it over she puts a she gets brings out a cigarette holder um with no cigarette she doesn't smoke um but she just puts it in her mouth like yeah check it out for yourself uh, and the guard will look over the paper and start scrutinizing it hmm and he's really he's gonna hold up to the light and take a look at it through the sun and really really pour this thing over you don't have a proof that you'll come a camacho do you I have all the proof that I need. Look at me. And they'll look at you for a beat. All right, go on. <laughs> and send you to where the others are standing. And after a moment, you can all see, mm-hmm. walking down the long stairs from the mansion to your area, is a new guard in very uh, regal attire. He's wearing a uh, flowing blue tunic covered by a golden helmet, a golden chest piece, a shield where the rim is lined with gold and golden bracers uh, and carrying with him as well a lance. And as he walks up to the three of you, looks like everyone's here. My name is Grant Levin. I'm the captain of the guard of the Valeno family. I appreciate all of you assisting us today. Let me make something clear. We have no intention to allow any further breaches of security. 
you have full reign of the house to investigate, but we ask that you keep your searches to areas of interest. The privacy of the Valeno family is very heavily guarded. We're paying you a large sum, and with that comes discretion. You're expected not to share with anyone what you learn here today. Is that understood? But of course. Yep. Atticus grunts in approval. <clears throat> Could I please get a confirmation from you, Atticus? Of course. Thank you. The three of you come with me. I'll take you up to the mansion, introduce you to the staff, and let you be on your way. And he will lead you up to the front doors of the mansion. Grant leads you to the entrance of the mansion and two large wooden doors open inside, revealing a beautiful hardwood floor, stone columns all throughout, and a chandelier coming down in the center of the house. Greeting you is a middle-aged man with a sharp goatee and salt and pepper hair, with a black vest and a bow tie holding a rag over his shoulders. Grant leads the three of you inside, and once all of you are in, the doors shut. There's a loud thud. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Uh, my name is Thomas. I'm the leader of the house staff. Uh, Grant has explained that you will be investigating the murder of Master Antonio, and we are to give you full reign of the house. If you need anything, you must simply ask. I can provide directions or introductions to specific members, and I can typically tell you where to find anyone. If you need anything, simply ask and it will be provided. Standing behind him are a man and woman, both older, middle-aged as well. One wearing a flowing white tunic and a long purple scarf draped over her shoulders. The other entirely clad in a black attire with red trim along the shoulders and a golden necklace in his front. The man has jet black hair, slicked back behind his head, and the woman long flowing brown hair and a small golden circlet around her head. Mm -hmm. The man will step forward. My name is Giovanni Valeno. I'm the master of this house. It is my son who was killed. Thank you for being here. Where would you like to start your investigation? I would say this scene of the crime is perhaps the best starting point and then work backwards from there. If you're all in agreement, that could be arranged. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. My son was murdered in his room. Thomas here can show you the way. And as Thomas gets ready to take you in that direction, you can see in the back there is what seems to be a construct entirely made of gold speaking to a man uh, holding a tray of food with pink skin. And the man immediately yells out, I keep telling you, he's the other one. That wasn't me. And as quickly as you saw him, he disappears, walking off to the left. Hmm. I am deeply sorry for that. Uh, our staff are typically much better behaved. That is not an example of the kind of attitude we accept here. Someone will have spoken to him. I apologize. He isn't going to be leaving the manor anytime soon, is he? He is not. He's one of the kitchen staff. He's headed off that way now. He will be staying in the kitchen 
for the remainder of the investigation based on his attitude as Thomas looks over to the uh, golden uh, construct in the back, who is currently uh, just standing perfectly still. What is that? That is a rather good question, perhaps best explained by it itself. Uh, Servant Forge, could you come here, please? And the golden figure uh, very mechanically walks toward you all and stands in the center and uh, says aloud, Hi, I am a servant forged. How can I help you? That was good. <laughs> so sorry. Could you repeat your name again? Hi, I am a servant forged. How can I help you? What are you? I am a servant forged. What is your function? My function is to serve. How can I help you? Uh, thank you, Servant Forged. He is a construct uh, designed to assist around the house. Are there any places where he's not allowed to assist? Does he have any restrictions? Is he restricted to the house? Uh, and Thomas almost shakes his head uh, in a confused way. Uh, not at all. He's uh, entirely allowed uh, anywhere within the grounds. Uh, I don't think there's any particular reason for his actions to be limited. Does he typically leave the mansion? No. Uh, the Serpent Forged uh, lives his entire existence here within these walls. There's no real purpose for him to go anywhere else. And how does he feel about that? <laughs> how does it feel to be only ever truly the puppet of someone else to live your life to serve well uh servant forged uh how do you feel uh, about your duties hi i like my job oh you self you don't know the hardships you don't know the life that you could have you have a pretty good attitude about things is the servant forged controlled by anything or it is a completely self-sustained construct. Uh, and at this, uh, Giovanni will again step forward. The Servant Forged is not of particular interest. He is run by our Captain of the Guard who maintains his functions and he does his duties throughout the house. It's really not relevant to the matter at hand. He's, uh, he's an appliance. He's a cleaning tool. I've, pretty uh, fancy one. The reason I ask is because I don't want to leave any stone unturned. So if this servant forge seen anything that could be suspicious, maybe they could relay that information or the person controlling it could relay that information to us, sir. I appreciate your investigative spirit. However, servant forge is not controlled by mechanism. He, he is an automaton of some ways. If he has seen anything, he would have told us. Um, Carmen was going to step forward and kind of take the hand of Giovanni. He's like, I apologize. G I want to take the hand that he's... I'm going to like hold out a hand because mm. I want to see his other hand that he has behind his back. <laughs> What's up with the other hand? I'm looking at everyone's... Sorry, I'm just looking at everyone to see... I'm like checking everyone out to see if they have any wounds on them, if they have any like... Signs of a struggle. That's fair. If yes. they have any like cuts or tears. That's fair. Giovanni's been standing very regally, uh, an arm behind his back, 
uh, one one ahead. And as you reach uh, your arm out, how do you reach out your arm? I reach out my arm like this. Kind of like ask, uh, implying him to take it? Yes. Um, he'll uh, look down at you in kind of a strange way. He won't take your arm, uh, but his, uh, his other arm will come from behind his back and briefly uh, scratch his chin uh, in perhaps a confused manner. And, and then he'll hold it up, uh, his, his palm towards you, sort of saying, no, thank you. Uh, and you can see there's uh, nothing strange on it. He's just wearing a few rings. Interesting, interesting. Well, Alex does <laughs> How nice are those rings? No, not really. Um, Giovanni, will you be available to us later if we have any further questions of you? And he'll uh, pause for a moment. Yes, I can be made available to answer questions you have. How would we get in touch? Simply ask Thomas and he will come and find me or bring you to me. Okay. And who is this lovely person? It is my wife, Vanessa. And Vanessa will step forward. Hello. I unfortunately don't know much about what's happened the past few days. I've been away on business. I don't know what I can offer, but if you need anything from me, I'd be happy to help. Ah. Oh, bet. (laughs) (laughs) Away on business? Do you often travel for business? Uh, And she'll seem confused for a moment. Uh... Not often. Uh, as of late, I've been incredibly busy. And particularly with everything that's happened, it's uh, more a matter of keeping up appearances. Oh, I'm sorry. It's different when you travel for fun versus when you're forced to be away from your home. Where'd you, where'd you end up going? Uh, and as she begins to speak, Giovanni will uh, kind of step in. I don't see entirely how this is relevant. If you could please get to the matter of looking into my son's death. It would be appreciated. All right, sir. No harm, no foul. Uh, and with, Vanessa? Uh, and she will uh, nod her head toward you. And with that, both Giovanni and Vanessa will head off uh, up the stairs uh, and off to the left. Oh, uh, guy calls out. Mm. Uh, one last thing, sir. Uh, I just had a quick question. My companion is still outside. Um, I don't believe you guys have met. His name is Buddy. He is integral to all of my mystery-solving capabilities. Would he be able, perchance, to join us inside? Uh, and Giovanni will look at you with a confused look for a moment and then turn towards uh, Grant, the captain of the guard, who will turn back to him. The horse. And Giovanni will shake his head almost in amusement. No, I won't allow a horse into my home. It's not just any horse, sir. He's a Kieran horse. You see, it's military a military train. It's a cultural thing rather than just. I. I no. Can I'm I not ro- going to let you bring a horse into this house. Can I roll to persuade? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say fair. Giovanni's very steadfast on this. Uh, okay. Thomas will mm-hmm. breathe almost a sigh of relief uh, at the, the idea of a horse not being allowed into the home that he manages. All right. Well, is he allowed uh, amongst the grounds? As I said, he is a partner in my investigations. He's allowed where the horses are allowed. Everywhere. Thomas, please deal with this. I have other matters to attend to. And Giovanni and Vanessa will walk off, and Thomas will step forward. I I believe what the master is trying to convey is that 
the house is very well maintained, and we would appreciate not having uh, an animal walking through it. I don't know if I'd call Buddy an animal, but I understand. I'm just, is Buddy allowed to investigate outside while I investigate inside? I, I suppose. Wonderful. If he's outside the grounds, does he, is he an investigative horse? Quite inquisitive, that one. A lot of questions. Does he, a lot of questions. Does he speak? I mean, in the way any spirit would. We, we have a bond. We have an understanding. Okay, well, with your understanding, please ask him to tread lightly along the grass and not to horse disturb. around. <laughs> Sorry, that's what Karma says. I need you to know that she interjects <laughs> no, yeah. to say that joke. Yeah, quite right, yes. If you could refrain from horsing around, that would be appreciated. <laughs> I'll tell him. He'll get a kick out of that one. You should really um, make sure that your horses stay stable, you know. Sorry, I can't think of any more yeah. horse jokes. So I believe you wanted to see the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be off to our left, and I'll point down a hallway. Uh, young Master Antonio was uh, unfortunately killed in his own room, so that is where we will be going. And the three of you walk off. Uh, along the way, uh, heading towards the crime scene, you pass by the kitchen uh, and a stairway down towards the cellar, and you ultimately end up in the room where it happened. You see before you what would look like an otherwise normal bedroom, uh, were it not for the fact that the bed shred is covered in blood. There is a breeze coming in very strongly. Uh, sitting at the uh, center of the room is, uh, against the wall is a four-poster bed uh, that would otherwise look uh, perhaps priceless were it not ruined. And... Um, off to the left of that, you see a bookcase with uh, an assortment of flowers and photos uh, and books in it, uh, along with a uh, candelabra and some paintings on the walls. Where would you like to direct your attention first? I would like to take a look at the window. Okay. Uh, so, Atticus, as you walk over towards the window, you can hear the crunching of broken glass under your feet, and you see uh, very clearly that there is a spot uh, shattered at the bottom of the window. Okay. So, looking at it from that way, it says there's glass inside. This is going to sound stupid. Of course, the shot came from outside. (laughs) Um, So, I'm going to look to uh, Thomas and ask, okay, how... what exactly did he die of? Well, unfortunately, uh, Antonio was stabbed repeatedly. Uh, so I suppose he was stabbed to death would be the best way to, to answer that question. Does this hole in the window look big enough for someone to, like... Climb through or yeah. get through? Like, enter through? Good question. Uh, it does not appear to be that large. The window itself doesn't have a mechanism to open or close. And the hole in the window, uh, while uh, a good size, is probably uh, like a little bit smaller than a basketball. So the glass around it is shattered mm-hmm. uh, and kind of uh, jagged and edged. Um, you could you know, uh, maneuver through it a little bit, but you wouldn't be able to walk through it. Uh, you could maybe stick your head in 
if you uh, were able to avoid uh, cutting yourself on the edge of the glass. Uh, and as you take a look more closely towards the window, you can see on the sill, uh, there's a small pool of blood. Is there... I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry. Since we were all in the room, could I also see if I could take some, like... I don't, for the medical examiner, should I take samples? Or do I just use my medicine to see if it's his blood? Or should I see if, like, the, compare the pool of blood to the that blood? or? Uh, yeah, you would be able... You, you can't necessarily take samples, but you could examine the two pools of blood mm -hmm. and try and determine... Um, you wouldn't be able to know if they were from the same person, but just try and determine how similar they are. Okay. Hmm. That's blood. So that's A, B. I want to say this is A negative. Mm -hmm. Do we have blood types in the world? Sure, yeah. So what I need you to do is go ahead and roll me two medicine checks. Mm -hmm. One to examine the blood in the windowsill and one on the bed. Okay, so I'll do the bed first. Okay. And I got, okay, I got a nine. Okay. Well, actually, a nine. Oh, it's an 11. Okay, so an 11, that's pretty decent. And then let's see one for the one on the windowsill. Oh, God. That is a 12. A 12, okay, an 11 and 12. So looking at the two pools of blood, uh, with your experience as a medical examiner, you estimate that they likely formed around the same time. Uh, the kind of the way the blood is dried and um, that uh, age of it, it, it looks to be similar. Um, so, you, so you would probably guess that uh, they formed around a similar time. Gotcha. And is it, can I exhibit, in terms of examining like the dry pattern, is it like kind of like drops of blood or is it like how, kind of like a smear of blood? Uh, that's a very good question. Which were you looking at? The windowsill? Oh, the, the windowsill. On the windowsill, um, it looks uh, not like a drops of blood, but it's just a pool of blood. Um, so it's kind of just, uh, been sitting there. Gotcha. Okay. Is there any blood on like the glass surrounding or the glass on the floor? That's a really good question. Uh, there is not. Hmm. So as you take a look at the glass on the window and the glass on the ground, uh, it's still uh, perfectly clear. Can I check the chair? Can I investigate the chair? Yeah. So there is a chair sitting next to the windowsill. Uh, what would you like to investigate about that? Uh, two things. I want to see if there, if the chair, I don't know, is comfy. No. <laughs> so because the glass has, like, shot out, I want to see if there's disturbances in the glass around the chair to see if, like, the movement of the chair, if anyone's moved the chair recently. Okay. Um, that's really good. So as you kind of look around the chair and move that around, uh, it doesn't appear to have disturbed any of the glass. It looks like the glass broke around where it was sitting. Okay. Um, and then I would like to investigate the seats of the chair if there's any blood in there. Sure, yeah. So, uh, as you look over the chair, uh, go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Okay. So that is a unnatural 20. Unnatural 20, okay, wow. So, looking over the chair, uh, you don't see any blood on it, but because you're really pouring over this thing and investigating it, you do see a small indent in the cushion. Uh, uh, sorry, not an indent. Uh, something poking out of the cushion, uh, creating an indent on the the top of it. It looks as if there's something in there. Okay. Uh, can I just can I just tear that apart? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, do you have like a like a knife or something with you? Um, I have claws. You have claws. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you can go ahead and you just start digging in to the fabric of the chair, 
uh, and seeing this, Thomas is, is is completely shocked. Excuse me, sir, what is it you're doing? Um, there yeah. seemed like there was something within the chair. I, my word. And as he's beginning to almost launch into a, a tirade against you, uh, you pull out a small uh, cylindrical uh, container from uh, the center of the cushion. Uh, and Thomas just stops, uh, almost dead in his tracks. It, it, it's speechless, not even knowing what to say to you. Do you know what this thing is? No, I've never seen that before in my life. Can we roll a... to also see if we're in an insight to see if we might be able to figure it out, or...? Um, what, what, are you trying to, what are you trying to determine from Thomas's reaction, if, if he's being genuine? Oh, I was trying to see if we could figure out what the cylindrical thing is. That's where we could just... Mm. I would like to... So Derek, uh, because he chose the... You, uh, you're an interrogator. Right? Yeah, interrogator. Okay, sorry, I needed to deflect. I was pretty sure. Interrogator, medical examiner, detective? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I detect things. So because Derek is an interrogator, uh, he can roll an insight check mm-hmm. to try and gauge Thomas's reaction mm-hmm. uh, to this experience. So go ahead and roll me one of those. That's a six. The six? Okay. Um, your elation at finding a clue and finding something in the cushion had you so distracted, you really only got a periphery look at Thomas. You really couldn't get a good read on him, um, on his initial reaction. That's fair. Uh, and and it's, it's been too long at this point where you wouldn't really trust his, you know, he's had enough time. If he was playing, he could have covered it. Yeah. So you can't, you can't get a read on him one way or another from that. I know that just, we got away from this. So it wasn't anything to do with Thomas. Um, it was, well, it had to do with something with Thomas because in like the character art, I was seeing that he has like a bit of an indent on his, on his, uh, knuckle, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's, but the thing is the shading was like a bit off. It looked a bit red. So I don't know if that was purposeful. Is so I, agitated? so I wanted to see if there was like anything on his hands and that's why, I, mm. but then also I wanted to ask about the, just to specify the, sorry. I also wanted to ask about the pool of blood on the bed to see if there's anything else. It, but... That's fair. We, we, we will get back to that. So uh, the way we're going to handle this mm-hmm. is um, we'll finish describing the thing that Derek has found. And then while he has time to think about that, mm-hmm. we're going to go back to the pool of blood. And then uh, Asia is going to get a moment as well because uh, she hasn't had a chance yet to ask something about the room. That is fair. Um, so we're going to go in that order. So starting with uh, the cylindrical uh, object that you found, Derek, um, you can see that it is uh, somewhat of a cryptex. Uh, it's a device that has uh, a series of numbers on it, specifically three rows of numbers um, that are sort of like a code you can put in. It's kind of like a like a combination bike lock mm-hmm. type thing, if you don't know what a cryptex is. Mm-hmm. And um, inscribed on one side, you can see clearly, is a phrase, uh, and it says... Only your prize can uncover your sins. So while you're thinking about that, uh, uh, for the record, the numbers on the cryptex are just one, uh, zero through nine. So it's uh, three numbers, zero through nine for all of them in those rows. Oh, goody, a puzzle. Mm. Uh, So uh, Sam, back to what you had a question about. Um, You mentioned... uh, you were suspicious about something about Thomas. Could you yes. uh, phrase that? Um, in regards to his knuckle, when he was like holding up the rag, I noticed that his like 
on his knuckle, there's like a bit of red mm-hmm. on his knuckles. So I wouldn't examine that to see if there was an injury of a struggle, maybe. Um, to see maybe if like to see if it's scabbed over similar to like how the blood has been drying. Mm-hmm. So okay. could, could you roll me a oh, no, of course. A, uh, also perception check? A natural 20. Okay, so you can see very clearly that the little uh, marking on Thomas's knuckle is uh, rouge makeup. Uh, and it matches perfectly to something that you can now notice on his cheeks. Uh, a little bit of cover-up. <laughs> you good? No, I'm so sorry. The thing you were like, yeah, it's a bit of rouge makeup. You know, he has a little insecurities, you know. Mm-hmm. He's getting older. He's getting, you look great, Thomas, actually. You're fine. <laughs> Uh, do you make any comments to him about uh, noticing the makeup on his arm? Um, sorry, I was like, should I? I feel like calling someone out on them wearing makeup feels like a like kind of a dick move. You don't have to. Um, it's just entirely up to you now that you've noticed it. Sorry, I want to. I'm not gonna. Okay. Uh, so then you also wanted to examine the pool of blood on the bed. Yes. Um, you know. getting 12s for the bed part but it was like essentially i just wanted to see if it was just like oh yeah he got stabbed and it's just like what's the word yeah i just want to see if it was like in a similar like pattern of pool it was like or it was like kind of like sign of something dragged over Mm -hmm. so i just see like what are those things called in criminal mind view like aggression marks or something blood splatter is that what you're talking about yeah signs of aggression signs of aggression thank you Uh, yeah so uh, looking over the pool of blood on the bed um, you can see that it has pooled similarly uh, to the blood on the windowsill. Um, the largest elements of it are uh, almost the outline of a human body oh. going down the sides. So there's two uh, pools that go down that way. Um, and then there's some that has, uh, it's lighter as it gets closer to the center uh, in a way that you think looks like it kind of uh, seeped into something. Okay. So it kind of, uh, it's, there was like some resistance. It was very easily flowing on the sides and it faced some resistance going into the middle. Okay. That's strange. I'm taking notes. And then on to Guy Dodderson. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you want to, uh, it, did anything stick out to you here? Um, there also is something each of you can do, uh, which is sort of using a detective sense. And basically you can roll an insight check and if nothing sticks out to you as a player, you can kind of get a feel for what your character would look for and you know, see what's your character kind of drawn to. Um, I believe Guy Dodderson has just been, while well, everyone else has been investigating, he's kind of been taking his first cursory look around. He's drawn to the knickknacks on the shelves. You okay. just kind of want to take a real close look at those real quick. See, see, see what's going on. Do they even have to roll for that? I, we, uh, no, we no, you, you, I just walked up. That you, yeah, those you can just take a look at. Uh, if you want to investigate them further, you can. Um, so on the shelf, there is a pot of flowers, um, what appears to be a uh, sort of golden uh, water basin. Uh, it looks like it goes with the flowers to water them. Mm-hmm. Um, some books up top uh, that are uh, actually unlabeled. And then there is a portrait uh, of what appears to be uh, a woman sitting in a chair. Does it look like Vanessa at all, or is it just like? Um, it looks somewhat like Vanessa, but uh, it doesn't appear to be her. Ah, cool. Um, he looks back at Thomas and is just like, "Hey, who's this?" 
Like he's looking at a family portrait. Mm. Like, hey, yeah. Uh, that is uh, a portrait of Isabella, uh, Antonio's younger sister. Ah. They right. were uh, quite close when they were younger. Well, well what's up now? Where's she at? Uh, she's uh, in uh, her room uh, on the other side of the manor. Um, she's here. Uh, if you would like to speak to her at some point, you are welcome to. Um, can you roll me a perception check? Love to. I love perceiving things in perception. So, oh wait, God, what is that wisdom? I got a 10! You got a 10? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think that's actually uh, decent enough. Looking over the portrait, uh, it seems clear that um, the chair in the portrait is the one that Atticus clawed up earlier. Ah. Uh, so this is a portrait of Isabella in uh, Antonio's room. So you notice that as well as you're looking over it. Question. Mm -hmm. How, well, I'm going to ask this to you and then Guy's going to ask Thomas. How sure. old does Isabella look in the picture? Yeah, uh, Isabella appears to be, um, you would probably just, because you don't know what she looks like now, you'd say she's probably about like 10 or 12. Cool. Ah, if they were closer when they were younger, how old is she now? How old is this picture? Uh, the picture is uh, about 10 years old now. Us. Uh, she's uh, currently 23. 23? When they start drifting apart? Well, I don't know if drifting apart would exactly be the correct uh, terminology for their relationship. They, uh, they just grew up. They uh, had their own lives to live, as it were. Well, I see. You know, I've had some people I drifted apart from. But me and my pal Buddy, I think it's these. You know, when you grow alongside each other in a journey, you, you really stay close. You, you should get, do you have something like that, Thomas? And Thomas, again, will have this almost confused look on his face as he, as he looks towards Guy. You're talking about Buddy the horse. Of course. He's, <laughs> he's your close companion. My best friend. In fact, and I'm gonna whistle for him. <laughs> so, cause um, I realized that I can just use him for this cause I wanted to see if there was anything on the other side of the window, mm. but Buddy can just look. So I'm gonna call Buddy over. In fact, now that you mention it, I've been neglecting my friend. I should introduce y'all. He's great, you'll love him. Buddy! And he kind of like does the thing where you stick two fingers in mm, your mouth and whistle. whistles. It's very impressive. Um. Do you, so do you like see what Buddy sees or what's the connection there? Um, see, the thing is, I, Buddy looks at things and then if he catches something I don't, mm -hmm. we use our deep bond of me asking Buddy what's up and then me rolling. Okay. <laughs> I figured, and uh, then he'd be like, huh, do I so get this? The reason I asked that? Can I like Lassie come home? I don't know. <laughs> What's that like, to me? Hey, it's over here. The Mr. Ed um, situation. So yeah, so the, uh, the reason I asked that is uh, you call Buddy uh, and he doesn't come to you. That's fair. He must be busy. You'll love him though. Mm -hmm. Maybe if we see another place with a window, I'll, I'll call him again. He'll, he'll nag. And it's almost will just kind of nod, uh, you know, as if he's kind of just ready to for you to stop talking about the horse. <laughs> But 23, huh? Is she Was she here at the time of the, you know, the, and he kind of makes a, oh no, I'm getting murdered face. <laughs> Is he at the time of the, <laughs> you mean the murder? 
Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, she she was here in the manor. Oh, and is her room closer? Uh, well, it is uh, somewhat close. Uh, the connection uh, is she's right upstairs. So um, walking there would take a while, but physically, you know, it's close. Oh, and is that the, is she staying in the same room that she did when she was like 10 or 12? Or is it like, did they move? Do you guys upgrade? I don't know. There's a lot of rooms here. No, uh, the, like the portrait was, was simply her uh, in Antonio's room. She wasn't sleeping here at the time. It was just oh, a, a portrait of her in a chair that she would sit in when they would uh, spend time together. Oh, so she... She knows, so that's like her seat here. Uh, yes, I suppose that you could say that. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Nice. Did... So you kind of... How long have you been with the family, Thomas? You like Razor? Or is this like 10 years of like... One-on-one -on -one knowledge, or did you hear from, like, the previous person? How long have you been with the family? I, I've been with the family for over 20 years. Oh. Uh, since, uh, since I was a rather young man myself. And he'll kind of uh, waft his hand through his salt-and-pepper hair, uh, kind of wistfully looking back at his younger days. Real fantasy Burt Reynolds I'm going I'm I'm to look at Thomas and be like, hey, Thomas, you look great. Yeah. Oh, you're still pretty, you're pretty, you're a looker, you know. If you weren't around this place, you could probably go places. I wouldn't kick you out of bed for eating crackers, Thomas. Atticus takes a swig from his flask. Thank you. I, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, that brings me to another question. I, I'm just rattling these off. I'm so sorry. They're like people questions. Mm. I could ask technically at any time, so I figured I'd just like get them out of the way now. Uh, if you've been in here for 20 years, do you do you happen to know when... Uh, the uh, the automaton, the gold-looking guy, the real fancy chap, Servant Forge, mm -hmm. was was he always here? Was he were here with you, or was he here like before? He's rather a, a recent uh, addition to the the staff, as it were. Uh, Servant Forge has been here for about five years now, um, so not particularly new uh, in general, but in, in my view of the family, oh, of course, uh, rather of course. new addition. Cool, thanks, Thomas. Ah, and he kind of like taps the frame. It's just like it's a makes that face like it's a nice picture. <laughs> and keeps looking at the rest of the shelf. So I would like to take a look at the um, deep red rug that's in the room. That's like kind of between the bed and the windowsill. I don't really, mm -hmm. um, and I just want to observe that to see if there's any blood drips on that to like kind of form a trail. Sure, yeah, you, you can take a look at that. Uh, there is a, a, a red patterned rug sort of in the center of the room at the foot of the bed. Uh, go ahead and just roll me um, a perception check. Perception. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's a 12. 12, okay. Um, so you kind of get down and you look at it a little bit and uh, so far as you can tell, uh, you're not seeing anything strange about it. Um, there doesn't appear to be any blood on it or blood drips. The red just looks like fabric. Um, could I look under the mattress of the bed? Under the mattress of the bed? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. I will take a look under there, under okay. the bed. Uh, so you're able to lift that up, and uh, underneath it just looks plain. Um, it's a pretty thick mattress, so it doesn't look like the blood seeped through. Um, so yeah, you, it's, you can just open that up and see that there doesn't appear to be anything under there. Sorry. We, we have going over this room and I realized Thomas and Atticus 
walks up to Thomas and kind of looks down at him. Wait, how tall is Thomas? Uh, Thomas is about 5'9", so... Okay, I'm 6'1", so... Yeah, so he's shorter than Atticus. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually better than you, because I'm 6'1", so... And so well, Atticus, Atticus uses his size to kind of slightly, like... Yep. He's, he's not actively intimidating, but he's like... Right. He's, he, he, yeah, he could be intimidating. Um, we have been going around and asking ourselves about the things in this room, but none of us know anything about Antonio. With the investigation, I feel like this is a good place to start. Thomas, could you take a seat in that seat I just ripped up? I'd rather not, actually. I feel like it wouldn't be particularly comfortable. I'm fine standing here speaking to you. Hmm. It's the only seat in the room, isn't it? Yeah, that is the only chair in the room. It's on the, floor. It's on the carpet. Because huh. mm. the carpet's beautiful. Um, well, if you don't... I would like to eat a seat on the seat, but if you don't want to, I'm not going to push you on it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, but I do have a few questions. Antonio. What type of person was he? Well, Antonio was... Quiet boy, I guess you could say. He was often... He was in his own little world. He was uh, reserved, I think might perhaps be the best way to put it. Uh, he didn't spend as much time with his family as he did growing up, um, but he cared very much about them, uh, you could tell. And... And Thomas will just kind of... Uh, just have a, a, a pained look on his face. He's a very nice young man. Um, he always treated us very kindly. And it is a real tragedy that he is no longer with us. Sorry for your loss. Can I check? Can Thank I you. roll an insight on that face? Yes. You are an actor, so... What, what kind of performance is he giving? That is a insight, insight. That is a nineteen. A nineteen. Okay, you can see very clearly. Uh, this is very painful for Thomas. Um, there's a lot of old memories coming up. Um, this is this is a very genuine sadness coming over his face, uh, and you can as you kind of look over him, you can see a, a tear starting to form in one of his eyes uh, as he's clearly thinking back on his time with Antonio. Um, guy has been like kind of leafing through the books in the corner. He comes over and he just kind of like pats him on the back, like kind of over familiar. Mm. And he kind of like takes out like a, he doesn't really have a handkerchief. So he like offers his scarf that he's wearing and it doesn't immediately look like it's a scarf. But mm. once you look up, you realize it's still attached to him very he, much. Thomas will just reach out and take it and kind of do that very. <laughs> Do a loud nose blow into it. Let it all out, buddy. Let let it. I mean, sorry. Let it all out, Tommy. Let it all out. Thank you. I know this is painful, Thomas, but if you don't mind, could I ask a few more questions? Yes, I. And he'll kind of take a breath and compose himself. Yes, you can. What did Antonio do for a living? Uh, well, that's a rather difficult question to answer. the family, uh, as you might be aware, runs the iron mines of Sonos, uh, and their wealth is derived from that. Um, the children in particular don't do much 
Um, they're rather fortunate in that regard. Uh, Antonio uh, had spent a lot of his time uh, at the theater, um, not acting or portraying, but he, he would watch and support uh, in his own way uh, with the help of his mother. And uh, he loved uh, reading uh, and uh, following up on current affairs. Um, he would spend a lot of time uh, in his room uh, writing as well, uh, although he, he would never allow anyone else to, to read uh, what he was compiling. Do you, where, do you know where any of those writings are located? And Thomas will uh, begin to answer and then stop for a moment. I don't, actually. I'm not quite sure. I believe uh, he keeps them in his uh, study, and he'll point over towards uh, what looks to be like a, a small cabinet off to the right side of the room. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I believe there. Um, it's not something we really pressed him for, I suppose. That's yeah. fair. I have a few more questions, but Guy, could you go and check out that study? Uh, well, there were a couple more things I wanted to check out, but yeah, I don't mind going. And he kind of like claps Thomas on the back a couple more times in a comforting manner and turns his things so that the snot isn't directly <laughs> touching him. Mm. Um, he, he takes the book with him. He takes the book he was reading with him. Okay. And just moseys on i mean he he heads over he's uh, kind of looking around yeah for the record the, the book that you had that you pulled off the shelf Thank you. uh is uh simply just a, a history of theater book um and uh there it just appears to be a regular book you you've leafed through it already there's nothing hidden inside oh nice it's a shame that he wasn't here to see y'all y'all sounds like you have had a lot to talk about yes he does seem like a predator of the arts Acting is my passion! Oh, uh, before he goes into the study, he kind of looks over his shoulder at Thomas. Did, uh, did Miss Isabella join him? Isabella? At the theater? Or was that just, uh, Mom and Antonio thing? Oh, Vanessa? Van I mean, oh, no, Isabella. Vanessa's the, yeah, Isabella's the sister. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Isabella, uh, was very involved, uh, when she was younger. But as, as she grew up, she, uh, became less involved in the theater. Huh, that's a shame. I will ask her about it later. Okay, where are my last set of questions? When was the... And this is going to be a difficult one. When was the last time you saw Antonio alive? The last time I saw him alive was earlier that day. Uh, we'd all had dinner. Um, I believe it was... Uh, no, I apologize. Sorry, it was not dinner. It was a lunch that we'd had that day. Uh, and that was... Uh, approximately at uh, the afternoon. I can't remember specifically when. Uh, the family was all together and eating. Um, and after that, uh, Antonio uh, returned to his room. Uh, he, he claimed he was uh, tired. And Did he do that a lot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, guy had stopped. He got distracted by something in the room and did not make it all the way out. He was just like, uh, he's picking up something else, kind of looking around at it. Yeah, what was, 
Oh no! Did he do that a lot? Like just oh, did he do that a lot? Sorry, I thought you said did he do that alive? Yeah, oh. I was like, I was like, <laughs> and back yes. then I was like, that's a rude thing to he ask. He did do that a lot. <laughs> okay, did yeah. he do that a lot? So did he leave? Dinner yeah, that did way? he like leave uh, family functions early? Hmm. Was he tired a lot? Fatigued? That sort of thing. Not uh, particularly, as far as I can tell. Although he's always been one to uh, retreat to his room and uh, spend time by himself. Ah, but since the, does the family have lunch together? Is that something I'll do? Yes, yes. Ah, does he normally, like, retire from family functions early? Uh, lately, yes. Uh, hmm. He's been doing that more and more. Ah. Oh, man. Poor bugger. What was wrong with the like a therapist is like yeah that's interesting yeah. so he's that a lot <laughs> does he does he have a lot of friends well I suppose that he doesn't uh, uh, he was you guys didn't give him a horse <laughs> I thought rich people loved horses as I've Even said before uh, Antonio was reserved uh, he spent uh, quite a bit of time uh, by himself Uh, so I believe, Guy, you went to examine the uh, kind of study uh, area over there. Um, just for logistics sake, I have a question. Because mm. Guy noticed that there was another large portrait in the room. Uh, was the study kind of more that way? Or was it more on um, through the side of the room with the window? The study was off towards the other large portrait. Ooh, yeah, that's exactly where he got distracted before he went to the study. Is that um, a like a fictitious, like, oh, for prettiness painting, or is it a depiction of, like, the family or something? Uh, this one is a depiction of the family. Ooh, what is it? I have a map uh, with the picture, so. I would like to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we take? Oh, no, I, I, she didn't say the trigger word. Oh. Mm. I, I like to detect. I would like, I, I would like to in investigate it. I would like to de detectivate it. Mm. Uh, do a perception check on it. Yeah. Uh, sure, go ahead and roll that. I'm so sorry. I'm getting so into the, yeah, I'm a detective, but I'm just here trying to, no, trying to figure fair. you out. I forget that I can ask to roll for things. Mm. Um, thank you, Derek. I got a 14. Okay. Uh, so you can see the portrait here. Uh, it's very straightforward. It's uh, Giovanni and Vanessa uh, standing together, uh, mm. Giovanni's arms around his wife, uh, and uh, in the portrait in front of them, uh, you can see Isabella uh, standing off to the left. She's wearing an outfit similar to her father's. Um, it's a uh, long uh, black tunic, kind of almost like a dress, with uh, red frill around the arms. And uh, she has, uh, interesting, a stark white hair uh, pulled up into a bun. Uh, next to her is a man um, who is in full armor with uh, a sword on his side uh, who looks a, a bit like uh, Giovanni um, and he also has uh, white hair and uh, standing next sitting next to him uh, in uh, again a chair is um, another man in a, a long white tunic uh, almost sort of looks like a toga and uh, he also has white hair uh, shockingly and uh, he's sitting there kind of uh, in a classic pose with his uh, arms resting on the sides. Um, so that's the portrait of the family altogether. Ah. Where's, where's little Tony? 
Uh, Antonio is uh, sitting on the right. Ah. Uh, so white hair is just like a family tree. Y'all aren't too stressed, right? <laughs> How could you be? He's going around nicely. Yeah, there's, there's not quite much to be stressed about. Uh, yes, uh, white hair is a, a family trait. Uh, for some reason, the children of Giovanni and Vanessa had, uh, from the moment they were born, uh, white hair. Ah, who's, uh, who's this guy? Shares a bit of a resemblance. Uh, that is Alistair. He is Antonio's younger brother. Ah, so what, what is it? Antonio, then Isabella, then Alistair? Correct. Oh, cool. Where, where, where is he at? Is he still in the mansion? Uh, he is at the mansion currently. Uh, he is often away. He is a gladiator. Ah. Uh, and he often travels around uh, Spherus uh, in combat. Uh, but he has been home for the past two months. And he is here today. Oh, sweet. Well, would you mind sending a note that I'd sure like to speak to him? You know, gladiator. That's traveling. That's fun. Uh, did, did they get along too? Or was it pretty much just... The other siblings. Uh, they haven't spoken for some time. Oh, um, that's sad. Neither of them has been particularly uh, talkative, I should say, about why uh, they've had a falling out. But uh, ever since uh, Alistair returned from his last tour of combat uh, around the country, uh, they have not been speaking to each other. Yeah, since the last tour, when was that? Uh, the past two months. So two months ago he returned, and they had some sort of falling out. Ah, well, sorry about that. It's a shame when a family breaks up. Even if it's just a small rift. It's not something that I enjoy seeing. I'm sure. You part of the family, too. 20 years, man. By golly. And, um... There's like the is that um beneath the portrait there's kind of a vase a vase if you will yes. if we're doing the fancy talk yeah so beneath and... the portrait there is a vase sitting on the study uh, and beneath it there's a little uh, pull out area that uh, looks like you could uh, write on and then uh, drawers beneath that oh it's a pull out area oh my god okay i'm so sorry asia did not understand i was like oh is this another room like where where's the study is this like a so uh, like sorry yeah me... i should clarify the study isn't a cell it the study is like a like a cabinet it's it's like a it's like a little thing like, like a, a desk. murphy's bed desk yeah, it's like a desk. that's so dumb yeah i'm sorry not you dumb that i was like asia why murphy's yeah. bed desk that's dumb but uh, yes, yeah it's like a desk Oh, so I'm so sorry. So You're it's good. like a pulls out like a shh and you can shh and, and then you it, sit yeah. and Ah, oh, does he just pull over the other chair? <laughs> 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 Is there another chair in the room? No, it, it's high enough that it's like a standing desk. Oh boo! Standing desk. Yeah, we're fancy. We're working on our legs, you know. <laughs> we do squats. What is this? So I'm gonna investigate that desk. Sure. Uh, what do you wanna look at? Well, we haven't found his writing, so are there any, like, compartments, or is it, like, bare bones? Yeah, there, there are drawers in there, if you want to pull those open and take a look at it. You don't need to roll for that just yet. Cool. Um, so you can open those drawers. Uh, they're not locked. There's no mechanism for that. And Sweet. you can see just a giant pile of papers uh, inside the cabinet here. Really no organization to it. Oh, 
is is he normally this disorganized or is it kind of in a shuffle? I know you said he wasn't feeling quite right. Uh, Thomas walks over and he looks down into the drawers. That is unusual for him, but I suppose not entirely out of his character. And Thomas sounds almost disappointed uh, in young Antonio for his lack of cleanliness. You raise the boy and then doesn't take up skills. You can only teach him so well. Mm-mm. Well, y'all go ahead. I'm, I'm just gonna investigate these. Okay. Um, so, you've been patient there. You go ahead. Where's the body? His body has been moved into the wine cellar, which is currently uh, operating, I suppose, as a morgue to try and uh, keep it cool and preserved and away from away. I can arrange to take you there next if you'd like to look at it. I would like to go there next. I would also like to go there next. After I look at the underneath of the canopy of the bed. Like, you know how there's like a... Yeah, so it's like a four-poster bed and there's a roof on it and you want to look at under yeah. that area. So what he would see if he was lying looking up. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you can walk over there. Uh, it's, it's really simple. It's just in underside of the canopy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there doesn't appear to be anything uh, strange about it. Interesting, interesting. Where's his clothes? Where's his closet? <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. Okay, well, I'm, I'm satiated. I think. Okay. Uh, so, Asia, if you want to roll your investigation check. <laughs> well, you know, I hit that up with a 10, if you will. You know. Okay. Detectiving. Um... Looking through, uh, nothing really kind of sticks out to you. Uh, it's a lot of papers with just on all different subjects. Some of them are drawings. Um, nothing kind of really jumps out to you here as uh, individual. That's fair. Um, so g- can I tell if he, he seems smart or does he seem like he's just writing to write? Does it seem like he's got a good head on his shoulders? Sure. Uh, roll me just a straight intelligence check. intelligence right yeah it is a 13 I can 13 um based on what you're reading uh he doesn't seem to be like a particularly skilled author but he does seem intelligent oh sweet this is gonna i'm so sorry this is stupid the style of writing it's just essays on it no, nothing no like scripts no theater stuff in particular there, there are a few like half written scripts uh with a lot of stuff scribbled out and crossed out uh not really finished uh, it, it's it's papers of all kinds of variety. So some are scripts, some are essays about th- you know his thoughts. Some just appear to be um, you know like financial documents um, of just it, nothing. It doesn't seem connected to anything. Just you know like almost arithmetic. Oh um, sweet. So it's all kinds of stuff. All right. Um, while while I'm sifting through it, I'm gonna just like pocket that on the slide. We're just gonna take that with us. Pocket what? The the papers. All of them. It's, okay, when I, say, I should, I'm so sorry. I should clarify. When I say it's like a giant pile of papers, I'm talking like like half a ream of computer paper. Like it's just a mass Ooh. of documents. Oh, well, I'm, I'm gonna take some. I, I'm gonna take some. Particular just take some ones. random ones. Okay. I want a script. I want a financial. And I want some thoughts. Uh, could you roll me uh, two d10s? Yes. 
It's 72. 72? Okay, you just take uh, a couple random pieces of paper. Sweet. I didn't use that. Use it was for the mm. investigation. I got plenty. Yeah, but it's still the McMillions. Um, I would like to take a look at that chair again. And I know I destroyed the cushion, but I want to sit in it. Okay. Uh, so as you walk over to the chair, kind of picking the cushion back up, uh, you can sit down uh, and you wait a beat and nothing seems to happen. Um, can I look out the window to see if there's anything like directly underneath the windowsill on the outside? Do you see if sure. Buddy's there? <laughs> uh, can you go ahead and roll me a nature check? Yes. 18 18 okay um so so that works really well so you can see uh you can see there is uh, a large bush outside Mm -hmm. uh growing berries on it um and it's sort of kind of not right outside the window but it's a little bit off to the side to it and you can see um that there is uh beneath it just also uh an area a patch of dirt uh right underneath the window Okay. Are there any, like, markings in the patch of dirt, or it's just dirt? Um, roll me an investigation check, but okay. uh, I'm gonna give you a little bonus on this, because you did so well in nature. Okay, that is 15 plus 2, 17. 17? Okay. So, you can tell um, the dirt, it looks kind of disturbed. Um, it looks like it's almost a, a bit, like, dried mud, to a mm-hmm. point. Um, it's, it looks like someone might have been walking through it. Um, and the area in general just looks disturbed. Okay. It it, it just, I'll put it this way. It doesn't look like this is how the dirt would naturally sit. Um, could I add it to the list to go back outside to investigate that patch of dirt? Yeah. Sweet. Then I will, well... Thomas, could you lead us outside before we go see the body, before I can investigate underneath this window? Uh, yeah, I, I could take you there. Just to confirm, you'd all like to go outside first, and then uh, go to the cellar? That'd be fine with me. Um, there is one last thing I want to do. I want to touch this picture. Not like the picture itself, I just mm. want to, you know, you know when you're just kind of like, huh, there's strange things in this world. I kind of want to prod around it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm so sorry. I'm just rolling. It's fine. You tell me when. Uh, so you're you're like, are you picking it up and like poking it, or what are you doing? Uh, I'm kind of like feeling the area around him, kind of looking behind it a little. Okay, you can just you be can, nosy. Yeah, examine all around the portrait. Um, go ahead and roll me an investigation. Yeah, twelve. Twelve. Okay, <laughs> a lot of twelves. Um, so seeing that, it looks like the portrait hasn't been moved in a while. You can see there's almost, like, not dust, per se. I'm so uh, sorry. That was a 14. 14? Okay. Uh, that's fine. Um, you know, the area looks pretty clean, but it, it looks just sort of like uh, the area around the portrait. It just doesn't move very often. Um, there's, like, little, like, markings where it sits, uh, as if it's been there for a while. Uh, and nothing else looks out of the ordinary. All right, cool. I'm good. So that I can't love. <laughs> so before we go, um, two things. One... I am going to look in that vase of flowers. What's the point? 
nosiness. And mm. also, it's a vase. It contains things. It's not see-through. It has flowers. Sure. So there's a vase uh, over by the candelabra on the left side of the room, and there's a vase on the desk. And I'll start instead of studying. Oh, right. It. I'm so That's sorry. Really. W- which would you like to look at? I was still in front of the... Um, guy was still in front of the portrait, so mm. he was just in kind of messing with stuff you around there. One? So he wanted to look at that one. Okay. Uh, can you go ahead and give me a perception check? Perceive! Eleven. Okay. So you'll uh, kind of pick up the the vase and uh, stare down into it, maybe move some of the flowers out of the way. Uh, It just looks like a vase with uh, some water in the bottom. Uh, Nothing really sticks out to you as unusual. Nice. Do you garden? Or is this just like rich people decoration? A guy is asking Thomas that. Oh. That's been placed there by the staff. Uh, Master Antonio wasn't particularly uh, attracted to uh, gardening, but it's something that we it brightens up the room, I think. Oh, it's, it's a nice little accent. It's got a lot of nice stuff. Like this candle, this is this is ornate. Yeah, it's a rather a rather beautiful piece. Uh, that was actually made custom for Antonio. Oh, uh, custom. He requested that specifically. Yes. He requested it. It wasn't like a gift. No, it's it's something that he was quite fascinated by. Oh, what what part of the like the craftsmanship? Was he just into candles? I know lighting is a big thing in theater. I don't know. Uh, just in the entirety of it. It's uh, an entirely uh, handmade piece. Uh, sculpted by, um, I believe, uh, Winston de Guerre uh, in uh, the city of Sonus, uh, a rather skilled uh, goldsmith, uh, put that together. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you can, I mean, you can, it's classic de Guerre. I mean, you can see his classic. style is, is all <laughs> over it. Oh, well, I mean, do you mind if we kind of poke around a little bit? Certainly. Uh, you're, you're allowed to look at it. I, I would ask you to be very careful. Um, oh. It is a Daguerre original. Uh, it's it's rather oh, priceless piece Daguerre of art. Wow! It, it not just function, but uh, fashion. So oh, you may you investigate it, but please just be cautious. Of course, of course. Uh, do you gotta? Do you have to be good with this guy to get an original? Is custom made, or is that just a money thing? It it's a money thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, get in where you fit in. If you got the money and you like this stuff, why not? I'd commission some pieces myself. I got my eye on a real nice saddle for Buddy, and he's just kind of looking around it. It's almost will kind of just give you like a, a amused nod, like, okay, sure. You you can afford a Daguerre saddle. Um, <laughs> you don't know my finances, Thomas. Can you afford a Daguerre saddle? Are they paying you enough? You've been here for 20 years. What's what, what's your salary? Where's your they room? you bonuses? Do you have a room like this? I'd treat you to a room like this if you were as close to me as Buddy is to me. Uh, so you want to take a look at the candelabra. What are you looking at? Um, see, there's a lot of ornate craftsmanship at the top, mm-hmm. but you know when you move things and other things happen? I'm curious, but we're just going to focus kind of around the top ornate section for now. See, I don't even know what I would be looking for. Oh, no, please, shout out. Shout Sorry, out what I, was I should su- be looking for. I was suggesting, like, oh, since the Garvier original... Daguerre original. Daguerre original. Oh, come on. I was going to be like, oh, could you like, like in Scooby-Doo, how you press a button and then something try to transforms maybe? <laughs> Thank you. I'm looking for some, I'm looking for some spooky stuff. Looking I'm looking spooky? for some, I'm looking for some of that classic murder mystery mansion button. Like, yeah, we're in a secret yeah. room if you're, now. If you, are, right. if you got enough for a Daguerre original, you got enough to like, I wouldn't just leave that there. You got to interact. Just careful so no one touches this ever. 
I'm uh, so know, sorry. It's... I'm slipping into character voice. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, okay, so you, you want to take a look at it. Uh, Guy, were you also over there? You, you seem to be getting involved the, in this. The thing is, I was, that was very much a suggestion. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'll but I, I will. I'll look over. It's like a pair of eyes, but I, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, hey, y'all, um, like, look, so, let's look at how nice this is. How often do you see an original Daguerre? All the time. Never, uh, all the time. Oh, that's right. You're you're from a rich family. Yeah. You're you're from a rich acting family. Oh, you well, uh, stuff like that too. So Dang. what I'm gonna recommend is uh, both of you can roll investigation checks, mm-hmm. and then also roll a dice to help each other, because Sweet. you'll be you'll both be looking over this. So for investigation, I got yeah a nineteen. Okay. What'd you roll to help? Got three to help. And your investigation? Fifteen. Okay, so that's pretty decent. I got a nineteen to investigate, and then I got an eighteen to help. Okay, so you guys are both pouring over this thing. Um, We're in it. You're in it, yeah. And as you're you're looking at this, uh, you're examining it, uh, and you kind of you're looking for you know a little mechanism or something. You spot something um, oh, on the foremost uh, candle on the candelabra. You notice there's a small little uh, me- uh, twisting mechanism, uh, and uh, Asia, you were the one first over there. So I'm going to say that guy is the one who sees this, and you notice there's a little uh, at the base of one of the candles, a little section to twist. Uh, would you like to investigate that further? Of course, I'm gonna alert everyone. Else. Hey, y'all! He's got a little doohickey on this thing. You gonna you gonna try and. Yeah. Twist that up. Okay. So you uh, twist one of the base candles, and it is able to come right off. Um, and Thomas gasps in shock and horror with just a, a hand over his mouth, uh, fearing that you've broken this thing. Um, uh-huh. But you can Got see, uh, as the candle lifts up, uh, there in its place is uh, something with a uh, sort of ruby red handle and a... Uh, metal shaft that sticks up and uh, veers off to the sides. Uh, so it's sort of like uh, a thin piece of metal uh, that at the end is double tipped and then has ridges on them. Okay, I'm so sorry. I, thin You're piece good. of metal. Mm-hmm. Double tipped. Yeah, so it's one piece of metal going up mm-hmm. and then where it would normally end if this was just like a little rod... Uh, at the top of the metal, it goes off in two directions. One to the left, one to the right. Mm-hmm. And then those also have little prongs that go up with ridges on them. Ah, so it, it's sort of like a T, and the edges of the T also go up with ridges. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, is, I have a question. Kind of like a dowsing rod or no? Um. That's dumb. Never mind. Not quite. Uh, it, yeah, so it's... And uh, it, it, it almost looks sort of like a key. But if a, if a key Ew! had diverging points on it. Ew, that's dope. And is the handle ruby red because of blood? Or is it ruby red because we're rich? It's actually, yeah. It, it, it's not ruby itself, but it's clearly something that's just high quality. Oh, nice. Did he... it's, it's like a little red pearl sort of thing. Cool. That's fan- that's swanky. Uh, guy points to this and is like, he gets like a sparkle in his eye. He's gasping like... And he, like, kind of nudges Karma, like, ah, this is swanky. Thomas, did he, did he get this made, too? Does the, <laughs> does the, the guy do that? That Let's has been together? in the family for ten years. Ten years? You've, you've ripped it apart. What? what? No, it's got a little Good. screw 
I'm what? gonna take this out, and you see, it's like a little bottle cap. And Thomas just... will walk up and examine it, and uh, after seeing that it, it slots back into place, that this is an intentional design, he will walk over to the chair and just sit and breathe <laughs> for a moment. See, you did need that chair. Here you go, bud. Uh, so if if the younger, do we know how old Antonio is without asking, or? Um, he's a little bit older than Isabella. Uh, so you, you can just ask Thomas. Oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't know if that would be giving us in the brief. Hmm. Uh, Thomas, you know, ten years, that's quite, and that was custom made for Antonio. He custom, so what was that? He was about 15, 10 years ago? Was he 25? He looks, uh, 16. Uh, 16? 16, 17. He, he was, uh, 27, uh, 25? this year. Sorry, yes. sorry. And when was that portrait painted? Uh, I think approximately around the same time, uh, if oh. I remember correctly. Uh, so he's 16, 17, the portrait. That was before. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Do you mean the big portrait oh, of the yeah, whole family? So I thought sorry, you meant the portrait though. of Isabella. No, that's fair. Um, the portrait of the family is more recent. That okay. was probably about like two years ago. Based, Wait, on, based on what you've seen of Giovanni and years. Vanessa, they look cool. relatively the same. Thank you so much. Sorry, I'm doing mental math. No, you're good. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. All right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruminate with this. Y'all go. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm pretty good at the the outside world. So can I take that thing in the? Oh yeah, yes. we already pocket that. Oh, You're... you already pocket it. Well, yeah. So... Sorry, when I was showing uh, Thomas, I took it out and mm. then let the other things go yeah. back in. So the candle's back in place, and. Uh... But he. Does yeah. kind of show it to Atticus and be like, "Yeah, you want to you want to look at this thing? You want to check this out? It's cool. That's what I love about mysteries, puzzles, intrigue." Mm. Yeah. So you are, yeah. So uh, guy is welcome to pocket that and, and get that in his person. Can I Sweet. check? I would like to take a look at the vase that's on the shelf because mm -hmm. we didn't get a chance to look at that yet before we leave. Sure. Uh, are, you, are you talking about the one um, that was right by the candelabra? Yes. Uh, that was the one that uh, Guy investigated earlier. The vase that you haven't seen is over by the large portrait. What about that one the... little genie lamp one? Sorry. That's I... the one by the... Oh, the one above it by yeah. the picture? The one that looks like a... Is that a vase or is that a... Never mind. No, it's like uh, a... Sorry. That is... Uh, you can take a look at it. It looks to be a decanter. Uh, so there would be um, some alcohol in there. Oh, word? Um... <laughs> Take it that, you know. So, I'm, so I'm gonna investigate the decanter. Okay. Um, what does it got in it? Uh, can you give me uh, a nature check? Yes. I think that's the best kind of check to determine the origin of alcohol. That one. That one. Okay. So I'm gonna say you take the lid off of the decanter to like sniff it, try and smell what what might be in there, um, and it it just it immediately makes you nauseous. And you, you just have to you have to put the lid back on for a minute, um, and the smell doesn't sit right with you at all in your already hungover state. Dang. Oh man. Use that strong stuff. If you you're or welcome poison. to take a moment and try and uh, look at it again in some other way. Ooh, I have an idea. Okay. Thomas, I need to vomit. Is there any place I can do to? Go, is there any place I can go to do that? Oh dear. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, 
I believe uh, there's a bathroom uh, nearby that I, I could take you to. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, if uh, the two of you would excuse me for one moment, I'll uh, escort you there. Yeah, so Thomas leads you off into a bathroom uh, that just uh, is right next to Antonio's room. It's very plain. Uh, it's just a simple uh, toilet and sink area. It's very ornate because you know, they're a rich family, but it's very just kind of barren. Just a, a toilet and a sink. Okay. Um. Now here's the question. Uh, Tom has brought you. Thomas has brought you in here. He has a rag at the ready to clean up uh, for if you start to vomit, um, and he's at, he's there. Uh, what happens now? From so, so is he staying in the bathroom with me? He, he's staying watching over you. Um, uh, he is very fastidious, uh, so he's gonna want to clean up immediately. Um, can I have a moment, Thomas? Yes, of course. Uh, I apologize. Um, just please, uh, when you're finished, let me know. I'd rather not have... Yes, take your time. And he'll kind of uh, awkwardly walk out of the bathroom. Uh, and then he's uh, going to be standing off with his back to the bathroom. And then just like every couple seconds, just peeking over his shoulder, looking at you. Don't want vomit in the dead guy's uh, bathroom. That's just unprofessional. Very unprofessional. Thomas, you could turn it off. I'm not. I'm not those people. You know, it's, it's okay. So can can I get him to shut the door? What the? Does that... You you can go shut the door if you'd like. So Sweet. Serious. I'm gonna shut the door. Okay. And then I'm gonna sit on the toilet, and then I'm going to hold my ruby necklace, and bring my spirit out. Okay. <laughs> so you're sitting on uh, the chair. You're bringing your uh, spirit out. Can you give me uh, an arcana check? Yes. Third, nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, that's plenty. Yeah, you're, you're, you have no issue with that. Okay, hey little buddy, uh, my spirit is named Ember, for okay. I will remember. Uh, what kind of spirit is it? It is a um, fire element, a small fire element. Small fire. Okay, cool. It's Ember. Uh, there's a lot of candles around here, um, but uh, this isn't going exactly as I thought it would go. So, I'm going to need your help with something, buddy. I'm going to extinguish those fires in the room, and then I'm going to have you replace that, where we can have watch over this room the entire time. Does that work for you, buddy? Uh, and your uh, fire spirit will just kind of uh, flicker and uh, kind of click almost in a, in a manner that you recognize as, yeah, let's do it. Okay, perfect. So, okay, he, I'm gonna put you back in the, back in my in the ruby, and then we'll go from there. But first, I have to do something before I leave this room. I'm gonna open the toilet, and then I'm gonna try to hurl. Okay. Or just pretend. Uh, you're an actor. Can you, I guess, give me a medicine check? Sometimes <laughs> hurling makes your tummy feel better. Honestly, mm. after, if you're super hungover. Ten. Sometimes hurling feels the best. <laughs> See, this is so interesting because I feel like failing at this also kind of does get where you need. The middle of the road is an interesting option. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say you're having you're having trouble. You're hungover. You're not feeling great. Um, are you trying to like stick your fingers in your throat? Yeah, I'm trying to stick uh, my fingers in you, my throat. It's your gag reflexes is kind of keeping you out of there. It, it's it's proven troublesome. Uh, and Thomas is going to kind of uh, go through the door. 
Are you all right? I, I, I don't believe I'm hearing any trouble. Are you, are you ready to, to come out? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to come out. All right. Uh, can I, are you good to, for me to open the door? Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, and Thomas will open the door and kind of rag at the ready, uh, fingers ready to pinch over his nose, will walk in, and then you take a minute. Oh, I see that everything is all right. Are you... Are you feeling okay? Not really. My, my stomach's kind of feeling a bit funky, so... Uh, how many bathrooms do you have in this estate? <laughs> I would laugh so hard if you tried and pull this trick with every single bathroom. 12 bed, 15 bath, any half baths? Uh, there are five bathrooms in the house. Are you... Do you expect this to be happening a lot? I don't know. My stomach seems a bit out of it, but uh, I'll try to I'll try to take care of it. You know, for the for the team. How are you feeling, Thomas? I feel like <laughs> this has been particularly hard on you. Thomas will chuckle a minute, and then and then hearing the rest of that, we'll just kind of pause for a minute. It's been difficult, if I'm being honest. Um, Antonio was he was a good kid. Well, man, he was a good man. I wish I could have seen what he would have done with his life, but sometimes we don't get to. <laughs> guy kind of squeezes his <laughs> guy, guy can sense when Thomas is going through it. Hearing emotional turmoil in the room over. Uh, while uh, Atticus has been having his bathroom troubles off on the side, you two are unattended in Antonio's room. And that's where we're going to end the episode for today.